Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. I'd like to share with you a problem. Are you okay? Can you help me with my problem here? I have a problem. Uh, uh, no, uh, don't misunderstand me. I have a lot more than one, but it's just one that I want to, I want to talk to you about today. And uh, it's a problem with uh, something Jesus said. I have lots of problems with things Jesus said. Uh, a lot of it I don't really understand. A lot of it I actually think is really fantastic, um, but there's some of it I just don't, I don't, I can't do it. Let me show you one. Um, it's in Matthew 6:34. You know this, okay. So don't worry, Jesus says, about tomorrow. Huh? You've got to be joking. How many have tried that? Because you've all failed. Come on, I'm not the only one here with this problem, right? Don't worry about tomorrow. I quote the scripture. Don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. Oh, that's comforting, isn't it? Now, you see, today we would say, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow's full of success. It's full of blessing uh, and, and things are going to get better tomorrow and the sky is going to be brighter, the grass is going to be greener and you're going to be a better person tomorrow. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. See, um, Really, no other philosopher or religious leader in the world has addressed this issue quite this honestly. Jesus really understands us better than we understand ourselves. And I've tried so many times, that I've tried thinking, now tomorrow I've got this, or, you know, tomorrow I, I and every time I think about tomorrow, you know, there are times when tomorrow is just something and I get anxious about I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning sometimes thinking about tomorrow. I know I'm the only one that does that, but all of you perfect people never experience this. I agonize about tomorrow. You know, if you've got an interview, I worry about it, okay? If, if, if you've got to go somewhere, I'm worrying about what time I should leave, how can I get there on time, what's the best way to go, Yeah? If I'm preaching in a church somewhere, are these nice people or nasty people? I don't know. I discovered a long time ago, not all Christians are nice. That's a revelation. We'll go there another day. But um, <laughs> this tomorrow contains so many things to be anxious about. And the advice of Jesus is don't. Well, hang on. That's like telling somebody don't do it. I got an answer for you. You got a problem? Yeah, well, don't do it. Great. That solved nothing. I've got a problem. And the problem is Jesus has given me a solution for tomorrow and I can't do it. Hmm. Now, there's a lot of different ways we can go from here. One, I can just pack up and go home. Now I've given you my confession and you can say, you know. You see, when I look at tomorrow, the problem with tomorrow is it's not one thing, it's many things. Depending on where I am today, tomorrow changes, yeah? You do know that tomorrow doesn't exist. Tomorrow is a hope. Huh? 
yesterday is a memory. You've only got today. This is a problem. Because when you look at tomorrow, you actually have no guarantees. You could be dead. Isn't that what the Bible says? Don't make a lot of plans for tomorrow. It's the will of God. I mean, I'm not being pessimistic here. Just I'm being pessimistic. So um, the problem with tomorrow, it's so full of so many things, you see. So for different people facing different things at different times, tomorrow is different. It's not the same for all of us. Yeah? For example, tomorrow can be the delay. I'll do it tomorrow. That was Pharaoh's problem. Every time Moses came to Pharaoh, Pharaoh says, we'll fix the problem tomorrow, right? He put, off, he put it all off to tomorrow. It's sometimes the excuse we use for not doing anything today, right? So we think about tomorrow in those ways, delaying, deferring, putting off. And that's why we dread it, because it's the thing we've been putting off. Yeah? You've been putting it off and now it's coming tomorrow and maybe you can't keep on delaying it and maybe you don't have any more tomorrow promises to make and you have to bite the bullet tomorrow and you've not wanted to do this but you've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and now you're up at three o'clock in the morning thinking, I don't want to do this but it has to be done. So tomorrow is something that is filled with all the things that you have delayed with. But also, of course, tomorrow can be a day of dread. The things we face, the things that worry us, uh, cause us anxiety and stress, or maybe it's a trial that we fear, and we say, oh, no, I don't want tomorrow to come. I wish tomorrow wouldn't come. Oh, dear, oh, no, tomorrow's going to be bad. Tomorrow's going to be dreadful. So it's the thing that we're dreading, and it causes us some issues. But also, not only those things, but tomorrow, some of your tomorrows have been a dream come true, right? Hasn't it? Remember when she walked down the aisle? The dream come true. Wow. Do you remember that? Ladies, do you remember looking up at that handsome gentleman waiting for you to take your hand in marriage? Do you remember that wonderful day when your dream come true? No, I don't want to know if it turned into a nightmare later. But the day there was a day of dream, okay? It was the day of the dream. The dream when, when you got the job, uh, and it was successful, okay? And you got that job you were looking for. The day of the dream, something came true. Something was a blessing. Your, your dreams and your desire was fulfilled and, uh, and that made a great tomorrow. But sometimes it can also be the day of destiny. Something you can't avoid, something we need to submit to and endure because it is part of our destiny and purpose in life. And we know that sometimes. We know this has to be done. This is my responsibility. This is where I am in life. This is my destiny. This is my purpose. And so tomorrow can have this mixture of things where you sense that there's something about tomorrow that as you step into what is necessary tomorrow, that this is important to you and your destiny and who you are as a person, and this is very significant. It can be a time when you think that, wow, all my dreams and hopes and desires are going to come true tomorrow. Or it can be the day that you dread because you know that something's not going to go good tomorrow, that there's trials and testings and you fear it or maybe... Maybe it's just something you've been putting off too long. It now has to be faced. 
So let me give you an example of how this sort of works now with tomorrow. This is something I tried to do with myself, okay? So you can listen while I talk to myself, if you like. There's an example, a good example in the Old Testament about the, the issue of tomorrow. The, how would you call it, the, the dilemma of tomorrow, how we approach it. And it's found in Numbers chapter 14, verse 3 to 4. Again, you know it very well. Israel had been sent into the promised land and sent out the spies. They came back, they gave a bad report, but two spies gave a good report. And now they're sitting down, they're talking about what's going to happen. And, and, and this is what they, Israel says, why is the Lord taking us to this country to have us die in battle? Their tomorrow was a tomorrow of dread. Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt, turn around and go back? Huh? And then they plotted amongst themselves, let's choose another leader, let's get rid of Moses, let's go back to Egypt. They thought that the way to solve the problems of tomorrow was to go back to yesterday. That is always a tempting solution to the dilemma of tomorrow. Let's retreat to yesterday. Let's go back, not to what was good, but perhaps to what was safe. As they felt safe there. Now they were, they were not challenged there in a sense, but now the challenge gave them this feeling that maybe they should retreat to, to yesterday. But when you retreat to yesterday, you lose tomorrow, if you get my meaning. On the other hand, in contrast to their idea, there is the idea of Caleb and Joshua. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. So here we have exactly the same tomorrow, but two different views, two different opinions, two different attitudes, two different approaches to the same tomorrow. You see, you may go to work tomorrow with a bunch of people to exactly the same environment and same job. But if you look at people, they have different approaches to it, yeah? So if I said to you, you know, tomorrow I've got to go and have an audit in my company, some of you would say, oh, good. And some of you would say, oh, no. If I said to you tomorrow I have to go get my, go to the dentist, some of you, most of you, almost all of you would say, oh, no. Why can't you put it off to another date? Some of you, dentists maybe, dental nurses, dental industry, yes, ka-ching. This is fantastic. More people ought to go to a dentist. I don't know. But there's lots of things about tomorrow which divides us in our opinions and our feelings. And this was Israel. They were divided. One party seeing defeat and failure, and the other party sees success and has faith for it. So Israel saw something in tomorrow to, that was a dread, but they saw it that way because they anticipated failure. Hmm? They wanted to turn away from what they saw tomorrow held. I've been there, haven't you? I've been there. That's what happens at three o'clock in the morning. Oh my God, I wish I'd never started this. Oh, I wish I'd never committed this. This is terrible. I mean, uh, uh, but Joshua and Caleb, they had a different approach to tomorrow. They saw it as an opportunity. They saw it as the fulfillment of their dreams and desires that God had given to them. They saw victory. They focused on a successful outcome for tomorrow, 
The others focused on the pain and suffering they would have to endure in the battlefield and perhaps the losses that they would, would be a result of that. And so they tried to avoid it. So people avoid tomorrow in, uh, or approach tomorrow in different ways, with different attitudes and different perspectives. So the question is, what is shaping your tomorrow? Because that's where the problem lies. The problem isn't tomorrow itself. The problem is today. Isn't that right? The problem can't be tomorrow because it doesn't exist. The problem must be today and how we approach it and what we think about it, what our perspectives are of tomorrow because we can't know tomorrow. It's hidden from you. It's unpredictable. Israel said they were going to be defeated, but they could not know that. Hmm? They could not know. It's impossible to know that. Uh, God brought Israel out of Egypt, Caleb thought, for a better tomorrow. So why would we think about failure when the purpose of God is for something better? And that was Caleb's approach, yeah? Are you with me or am I just born? You know? So you have a scripture which to me helps me with tomorrow. It's found in Jeremiah 29, 11. Again, you know it. I know what I'm doing, God says. The Bible uh, message Bible says, I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. And that's what Joshua thought. Hang on a minute. Tomorrow cannot be my defeat because God has an overall plan for my life. Now, tomorrow may be problematic to me and I may experience something I don't like and it could be even painful, but in the overall plan, tomorrow's not going to stop the good plan of God from being fulfilled in my life. And that pushed Joshua and Caleb onwards. They believed that there was victory because God had a promise and a plan for them. So they believed that the challenges of tomorrow are conquerable because they, those challenges are part of God's plan, which is difficult for us to get, isn't it? The thing you're dreading is actually part of the plan of God. You say, but it's going to be painful. He never said it wasn't going to be painful. Remember what he says? Sufficient are the troubles of today. Tomorrow has its troubles of its own. Hmm? Yeah? So let's think about it. Let's think about what we can do. What can we do when we envisage tomorrow? Instead of defeat uh, and instead of failure and humiliation, what can be done? Okay, so Israel looked at the challenge and doubted that God was in charge, doubted that God loved them, doubted the promises of God. Caleb looked at the challenges and said, you know what? I've got faith. I've got faith in God's plan. I've got faith in God himself. We can go forward. So they were looking at something entirely different to Israel. That's why 2 Corinthians says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. So what you imagine about tomorrow is up to you. Isn't that right? It's entirely up to you. You don't know what tomorrow's got. You don't know what's coming tomorrow. You cannot know. You cannot foretell the future. You cannot... Decide what tomorrow is going to bring, but you imagine what tomorrow is going to bring. It, you see tomorrow 
through the filter of your own imagination, your own feelings, your own past experiences, you're the problem. Because you're not looking at it properly. You cannot see it in reality. So Paul says, why don't you look at it from the perspective of the unseen, not the seen? When you look at tomorrow from the scene, you think of all your past experiences. Well, it's never gone right before. And uh, I've been hurt that way before. And uh, that failed the last time. And that's the way you're looking at tomorrow. And that hurt, man. That really hurt. And it's going to hurt again. But you can look at it another way. You can look at the unseen tomorrow with the unseen eyes of faith. You can say, I believe And I look at the unseen, and when I look at tomorrow, I see God, my good shepherd, going before me, guiding, providing. I see when I look at tomorrow, the promise of God for my success and blessing is going to be fulfilled. I see the plan of God unfolding in my tomorrow as he goes before me to make a way for me. I see the work of the Holy Spirit giving us wisdom, strength, insight. All of that will be mine tomorrow. So it's a vision of tomorrow that's not based on the past. It's a vision of tomorrow that's based on the unseen presence and promises of God. And you have to change your perspective when you start to think you see tomorrow. You start to look at it differently and you draw from your experience of God and the promise of God. Do you remember that little servant? Uh, He was servant to a prophet and he said, that's it, we're done. There's too many of them. They've surrounded the whole city and we're we're finished, we're going to die. God said, open his eyes. Uh, The prophet said, open his eyes. And God opened his eyes and when he saw it different, he saw a different tomorrow. When he saw the invisible, he saw a different future. When you see the invisible of God's presence and the work of the Holy Spirit and the promise of God and the plan of God, when you open your eyes to that, you will see a different tomorrow. It will change in your eyes. Hmm? So let's come back to Jesus where my problem started. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. His answer today. Today's trouble is enough for today. See, what Jesus says is this. You're worrying about tomorrow while you're doing nothing today but worrying about tomorrow. Isn't that right? Why haven't you done it? Well, because I've been worried about it and I didn't want to do it. So I'm worried about it. So I didn't do it because I think it's going to fail. So I'm so worried about failing and I'm not doing anything about tomorrow. Jesus said, actually, put that aside for a minute. Instead of your focus being tomorrow... Let your focus be today, right now. The key to tomorrow is today. has to be. Yesterday's your memory. Tomorrow is totally unknown and unknowable. It doesn't even exist right now. The only thing you have at your disposal is now. You don't have five minutes ago. You don't have the next five minutes. You have now. So what Jesus is trying to say to you, if you're worried about tomorrow, focus your attention on today. Today is when you 
solve the problem of tomorrow. Today, right now, you deal with tomorrow. Today, you create your tomorrow. Today is to the tomorrow you created yesterday. And what you got is what you created. Isn't that right? Just think about it for a little minute. I know there's a lot of other factors involved, but fundamentally, as far as you are concerned, inside your own head and your own heart and many experiences of life, you created what you're facing today, either with your reactions to it or the decisions that you made that were poor decisions or good decisions, yeah? No, you don't believe me. You're responsible for your tomorrow. Nobody else but you. If you don't take that approach, then you're lost. You're lost because you have no control. You're lost because you have no hope, because you have no determination for tomorrow. You have to take control of it. It's a well-known psychological study, actually, and it's been proven over and over with all sorts of tests and theories for years now that the person who has, to use the psychological term, the locus of control is today, they live happier lives. They are more confident people. But for those whose locus of control is outside of themselves, that somebody else is to blame for this, that somebody else has to do it for me to succeed, they live miserable lives and often fail. Tomorrow doesn't depend on anybody except you. If you grab a hold of that, like Jesus said, it's today and it's you. Wow. Then let's talk about it. See, today's faith, it, it shapes a different tomorrow to today's doubt. If you have doubt today, you have a different tomorrow than faith today. So you see, you go into the same job, in the same place, in the same environment, and you go with faith, you have a different day to the one who went with doubt. Because the one who went with doubt is always looking at what's going to go wrong, and, and this is never, and I'm finished, and it's never going to work. And, and consequently, that attitude prevents them from seeing opportunity. It prevents them from rising to the issues that come because they will be doubting. But those who have faith rise to opportunity, act with confidence, and has a different experience of tomorrow. So today's faith shapes tomorrow as does today's doubt, shapes a different tomorrow. Today's attitudes, thoughts, reactions, emotions, decisions, and behavior all affect your experience of tomorrow. It's all in today. So you can't determine and control what happens tomorrow, but you can set yourself up for success or failure, victory or defeat, by what's happening with you now today. And that's what Jesus said. Deal with it today. Shape it, mold it today. So today, we can shape tomorrow. How? Listen, the Bible's filled with tremendous pieces of advice on how today we can shape a better tomorrow. First is prayer. I'm telling you now, prayer is the most powerful tool that you have to change tomorrow. It changes tomorrows in an infinite number of ways. 
See, Psalm says, my future is in your hands. Rescue me from those who hunt me down. But the point is, right now, I put my future in your hands. You're in charge of tomorrow, I'm talking to you. They're not in charge of my tomorrow. The government, my job, my business, my, my, my boss, my teacher, not in charge of tomorrow. You are, I come to you. And when I pray to you, you, the God of tomorrow, will change tomorrow for me. Isn't that right? And that's why strange things happen to us. We anticipate, we are absolutely certain. I mean, it's almost, it, it's definite that tomorrow's gonna be a disaster. But then you prayed. Wow. How many times do you see in the Bible, but he prayed, or he prayed, or they prayed, and things changed? Hmm? Things changed. See, there was a church in the New Testament that had the, they found their leaders were all locked up in jail and they had an all-night prayer meeting because tomorrow they were going to be kept in jail and they were going to be persecuted and maybe even killed. But they prayed and then suddenly Peter's knocking at the door. The tomorrow was different. It was all different. When, when Paul was singing and praising God in prison, his future changed. He was released. The future is changed. Tomorrow is a different tomorrow for people who pray. Prayer is not something we just do because it's part of a ritual. It's not something we do because it's part of a church service. Without prayer, your tomorrow is not in your hands. But when you pray, you take a hold of tomorrow. You don't submit to what tomorrow will bring. You begin to believe God for his promise to be fulfilled. Now be cautious about this because you cannot determine tomorrow by your prayer. Don't start telling God what your tomorrow must be. One, you don't know what your tomorrow must be. You only think you know what your tomorrow must be. But one of the greatest curses that God can give you is to answer all your prayers. Isn't that right? Do you remember that person you thought you should marry? Thank God you didn't, you say. Thank you, God, for not answering my prayers. Do you remember that job you thought you wanted and you didn't get it? Then you found out, oh, thank God you didn't answer my prayers. See, you and I don't know. We have to say, God, I'm putting tomorrow in your hands. But tomorrow is safe because it's in the hands of God. Amen. So we pray about tomorrow. We, yes, we pray for success and we pray for victory and we pray for blessing and we pray for strength. Yes, all those things. But don't tell him specifically, God, at 10 o'clock this has to happen. <laughs> You're going to fail and be disappointed because you just pushed it way too far, yeah? But put tomorrow in the hands of God. Faith today strengthens tomorrow. You got our faith today. Saying, well, you know, when I get there, I'll believe is a recipe for disaster, yeah? You gotta believe before you step out the boat because after it's too late. So believe today for tomorrow, yeah? Have faith today because it strengthens you for tomorrow. Have integrity today because it positions you, puts you in a better place for tomorrow. If you're not a person who's integrous today, if you're cheating and lying and deceiving today, if you're dishonest today, don't expect good things tomorrow because you sold your tomorrow today. So we act with integrity today, not knowing what it will bring, but because integrity in and of itself is a seed for a better future. Hmm? prepare today for tomorrow. 
If you're a student, study today. Don't walk into the exam and say, God, help me, and you never study. <laughs> uh, look, it doesn't work. If you're going for a job, prepare today. If you're going to do something, prepare today. Prepare today for tomorrow. Preparation is essential for tomorrow. Go right throughout the Old Testament. See all the battles they had, all the times of preparation. Prepare this, build this, do that, get this. If Noah had said, I'll build it tomorrow, you'd be dead. You wouldn't be here. He had to prepare it before the flood got there. Isn't that right? So preparation today is essential tomorrow. It will not be all right on the night. Yeah? And you see lots of people failing and you think, they didn't do anything to prepare for this. You've seen it, right? You've been there, right? I've tried. Okay. Vision today prepares us for tomorrow. We talked a little bit about this. Get, get a vision. You know, get God's vision for your life. Start to see a better future. Sow today. Reap tomorrow is a biblical principle. You don't wait till tomorrow. We... When you reap and then sow. But people get it backwards. They say, you know, pastor, I really want to give to, the, to this tremendous future of this church. You know, when I get a pay rise, I'm going to put something in. <laughs> you never get the pay rise. <laughs> huh? Come on. You sow today for tomorrow. What you're doing with that wonderful building, I've been down and walked around. I'm so excited about it. And what you're doing there is you're, you're sowing not just for the building, please. You're not building a building. Oh, please don't just build a building. It's, it's boring. Right? You are building a, a place out of which God will impact generations and generations and generations and generations of people. Amen? I told you when we were doing this, those of you who were there, that we are building an ark for the saving of souls. That's what God told Noah. When Noah didn't want to go to work tomorrow, he remembered what God says. You ain't going to work just to build a boat, buddy. We're not in a boat building business. God's not a shipmaker, huh? But he will build an ark for the saving of souls. And God's not a building builder, but he will build an ark for the saving of souls. Amen? What I'm saying there, then we sow today. What can you sow today for a better tomorrow? Well, and we're not just talking about money. Maybe if you sowed a little more kindness, you'd get better responses tomorrow. Maybe if you sowed a little bit more of your time into the things that are important, you'd get a better result tomorrow. Maybe if you sowed in being helpful and generous to others, you would get a better result tomorrow. You see, I come across it all the time when people say, I'm not saying sorry. Why? Because he won't say sorry. She won't say sorry. If they say sorry, then I'm going to say sorry. Now, that is a behavior that you learned before you were seven years old in a schoolyard. <laughs> and as long as you act in that immature, childish way, you're going to get the results of the schoolyard, which is a punch in the head. Right? <laughs> Come on. So what you've got to do is you've got to say, hang on. I'm not just waiting to receive something here. I'm willing to sow something here. So I will forgive without being forgiven because I want to sow for a better future. Then tomorrow they can continue to stew in their bitterness, but I'm free. Yeah? Love today enables us tomorrow to have a more caring relationships and strengthening relationships and better attitudes and 
a better foundation. So there's a lot we can do for tomorrow. Yeah. So let's quickly move on. Oh, gee. Let's quick. I do this all the time to myself. All right. Another principle of Bible about what you can do today for tomorrow is sacrifice. Make a sacrifice today. I don't mean take your cat out and stab it in the heart and burn it in the backyard. No. Just don't do that to your dog. That's all I'm saying. All right. Sacrifices need to be made today. The, the great story about this, you've heard it a thousand times, is, is that statement of Esau. I'm dying of starvation. What good is my birthright to me now? He had something for tomorrow that he gave away today because he wouldn't make a sacrifice. Going without food for a little longer till the meal was ready. That simple thing lost him his future. And sometimes it's the simple things we need to sacrifice today that will give us a better future. Like staying off the computer and the games a little while longer while you get your studies done. Boom, boom. <laughs> like getting off the television and, uh, you know, not spend the whole time in the chair and spending a bit more time with the family. Yeah? Like wasting your time by taking your wife out to dinner and a movie. So you may think, but it's a good investment for the future, yeah? Come on, sacrifice a little bit. Sacrifice in order to do something. I was standing in a shop, and a guy said to his wife, and I'm standing there with Joan, and we both looked open-mouthed at this guy when he turned to his wife and he said, do you really need that? <laughs> I said, ring triple O. Because I'm sure that that's not the criteria by which he lives his life. I'm sure that he believes that he should get more pixels on his television, that that's important. But does he really need that? He doesn't think about it. You see, there are sacrifices we must make sometimes. And sometimes what you have to say is not, do you really need that? But you have to say, here goes, here comes sacrifice for the sake of love. Love is painful. <laughs> and if you want to marry a beautiful woman, you have to pay the price for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm just saying that when you're young and that woman comes out on the first date, you don't realize how much time and money was spent on making her look so absolutely gorgeous. And when she walks down the aisle, it's eye-watering to really understand what was behind that. And if you wanted to stay beautiful, you have to stay invested. Isn't that right? <laughs> Sacrifice. And the guys, you know, I married my wife. She was really beautiful. And now she's not very beautiful at all. Well, it's your fault, Dopey. Look at the way she's dressing. I mean, look at the way she's, come on, man, spend some money on your wife. <laughs> but he wants more pixels. <laughs> I, I, we've made light of it, but let me tell you, there are many areas in your life and mine where we have to make sacrifices today if we want a better tomorrow. We're going to have to work a bit harder. Maybe we're going to have to work a bit longer. Maybe we're going to have to be a bit smarter. Maybe it's going to cost us a little bit in some way or another. It's going to give up our time or something. But a sacrifice today makes a better tomorrow, yeah? Okay, I'm nearly done. Sorry about this, Pastor Matt. In all of this, 
Can I boil it down to one thing? See, let me say this to you. You have no idea, nor can you know at all, what tomorrow is all about. You only think you do. And you can run around after your prophets to tell you what's going to happen. And they will be as vague and ambiguous as anything. And you will think you'll understand what they said, but you didn't. You will not know about tomorrow because it is hidden from you. That is the plan and purpose of God. When God spoke to one disciple about what was going to happen in his life, another disciple says, what about this? And he said, mind your own business. That's God's attitude towards you about tomorrow. Mind your own business. But it is my business. No, it's my business what happens tomorrow. So you know nothing about tomorrow. That's what makes it scary and anxious. But here is one important thing. The only thing that you can guarantee about tomorrow. Now, some people say, well, the sun will come up. One day it won't. Excuse me for being pessimistic, but one day it won't. Hmm? There's only one thing, one absolute certainty, and that is tomorrow, God will be the same as he is today. Amen. For Jesus doesn't change, the message Bible says in Hebrews 13, 8. Yesterday, today, tomorrow. He's always totally himself. He doesn't change. You don't need to get anxious about God, whether he forgot his promise or he's forgotten his plan or he's changed his mind or the circumstances are such now that God has to change everything. No, listen, let me tell you something. The only one important thing about tomorrow that you can guarantee is God is the same. And that's how we approach tomorrow. We do all we can today, but ultimately, in the end, we will enter tomorrow with unwavering faith that the God who loved me today will love me tomorrow. The God who gives me wisdom today will be there tomorrow. The God who can give me strength today will give me strength tomorrow. The God who has grace today has grace tomorrow. The God who forgave today will forgive tomorrow. The God who provided for today is the same God who's going to provide for tomorrow. Nothing changes. Amen. <laughs> Nothing changes. For I am the Lord, he said, I change not. Hmm? I change not. And then he said to Israel, therefore, sons of Jacob are not consumed. Do you get the idea? Malachi 3.6. Because I don't change, you're not destroyed. Your future, your tomorrow is not full of disaster because I'm the same God that's with you then that's with you now. And so you won't be consumed because I'm the same. You're not the same. You change. You get older. You get tireder. Maybe you get more cynical. Maybe you get more bitter. Maybe you get disappointed. It doesn't matter. God's the same. You change. He changes not. He's with you. Amen. Oh, I need to finish up. Yeah, I need to finish up. I've been gone a long time. That's it. If I was somewhere else, I said I won't be coming back here again. Here's your attitude for tomorrow. When Jesus said, don't worry, here's your attitude for tomorrow, expressed by the Apostle Paul. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate me from the love of God. Neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither fears for today or worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from the love of God. That's what we need to do. Amen. Your tomorrow 
I don't know what it holds. But you don't need to know what it holds because you've got the God who doesn't change. And you can today do many things in your power that will shape and fashion tomorrow according to God's plan for you. So at three o'clock in the morning, when you're anxious about tomorrow, you know what to do. I wish I could say it's a perfect solution. I don't worry about tomorrow anymore, but I'm a human being just like you. And I still have my times of anxiety, but I know where to go. I know what to do. And I know my God that never changes. Amen. So I'd like you to bow your heads with me for a moment because uh, I fought with God about this message. It's been something that's been on my heart for a very long time. I thought it's a bit of a stupid message. Why would you preach something about tomorrow to people? You know, it's just not. But I know it's relevance to me. And I believe it's relevant to people here today. And if God has spoken to you, if you're anxious about tomorrow, if you have a dread of tomorrow, if you've been putting off until tomorrow, whatever it is about tomorrow that's causing you any sort of anxiety or fear or hurt, pain and suffering, I just want you to lift your tomorrow to God. Lift it up. Put it in the hands of God. Put tomorrow in His hands. Let Him bring you His blessing and victory and success. Put it in His hands right now. Right now. I know some people here, you have big issues facing you in the tomorrows that lie ahead of you. Issues of life and death. Some of you have issues of success and failure. Some of you have issues of, uh, of blessing or humiliation. It all lies in front of you. You know it. I want you to put it in the hands of God. Put your tomorrow in His hands right now. Because nothing in your tomorrow will separate you from the love of God and His loving plan for you. Just put it in His hands right now. Lift your hands if you're doing that right now and say, God, that's me. I'm putting my tomorrow in your hands. I'm resting. I'm trusting in you for tomorrow. Father, right throughout this place right now, people are being blessed as they give you their tomorrows. I pray that you would impart to them right now faith and a, a confidence, Father, an anointing of the Holy Spirit upon their life for tomorrow. Bless them richly and abundantly, Father, as they step out today to prepare for tomorrow. A tomorrow that is a tomorrow designed by you, created by you today for blessing and for destiny in the lives of these people. Bless them as they trust you and believe in you for their tomorrow, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, church. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.